0: What's up everybody? It is Casey with Two Worlds Podcast and with me as always is the kin to my Ryu. It's Jake. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Not too bad. I almost messed that up and said the Ryu to my Ken, but I'm like, with those gorgeous blonde locks, he's got to be Ken.
1: And also, fun fact, Ken is my favorite character in Street Fighter.
0: Fun fact, I remembered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at Street Fighter. I mean, I love you're, it, if I, but... if I remember right, you're better
0: than me. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah. Though I will say I can, like, if I'm in bison, I can spam his like little downward kick thing. That's it's the cheapest move, but it's the
1: best move. Yeah. And you can just win all the yeah. time. He is a beefy boy and just hits everything with that kick. <laughs> yeah. I wish I were better at fighting games like that. They are, I mean, fun.
0: they are fun. It's like my whole thing is like, I don't like playing online anyway. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal. But the only downside for fighting games for me is like, I don't want to spend $60 on a game that I'm going to play for like an hour and then probably quit forever because I beat <laughs> the story mode with the character I liked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel you. The most fun uh the most fun one I've played like in recent memory which has been a while still was The First Injustice. I played that, that one a good bit.
0: That one's a lot of fun and it's like you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, the Fighter Z is a lot of fun. Like yeah. and since you like Tian, you you're going to you I think I've told you about this and you hate it, but it's uh his spe- special move Chaos Tzu just jumps on the guy's back and blows up. And He's like <laughs> <"Chow> Tzu, no!"
1: <laughs> it it does him so dirty. I used, to, I used to <laughs> love uh the Budokai games, Budokai one and two on uh, on GameCube and PlayStation 2. I used to play yeah. the crap out of those. I only had the
0: first Budokai, but it was pretty awesome. I remember we would play it and like you could change up the different things for different people, and there was like it was kind of a cheat, like you could get the Saiyan heart disease mm-hmm. and it would infect both people. And then you could get the antidote as one of your things too. So then, like the other guy's health is just going all the way down and you're just like, <laughs>
1: okay. And then you win. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, well, how about we stop rambling and talk about the news because we actually have news this week unlike last week yeah and since you mentioned beefy
0: boys i figured i'll start with what we were just talking about before we opened up the show um some set photos from the love and thunder have dropped and it's just chris hemsworth looking just juicy as all get out and then there's a little bit of black adam like the rock actually dropped a picture of him it's just his back you kind of see the costume it's it looks exactly what you expect since you've seen shazam's costume you're not you know it's like oh okay that's what the the rocks back looks like then one thing i'm gonna add to it taco with tt this is what he said about thor four uh he's like he says thor four is the craziest thing he's ever done if you wrote down all of the elements of this film it shouldn't make sense he said it's almost like it shouldn't be made if you and Jake thinks that already Uh, (laughs) if you walked into a room and said I want this and this and this who's in it these people what are you going to call it love and thunder I mean you would never work again maybe I won't after this so I mean for me personally that's got me more excited because like I wanted just a crazy fun movie I have a feeling not for
1: you though i mean what what can he do that's not already been done or ruined you know yeah i mean at this point obviously i'll go see it i'm just along for the ride and whatever stupid movie we get i'll be like yeah that's what i was expecting yeah
0: (laughs) i got you man
1: I will say this, though, those, those set photos, man, if anything, people get some good eye candy with Thor, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's he looks
0: like he looks pretty dang impressive for a Hollywood Hollywood actor. That's one thing, though, it's like the more into the fitness stuff that you get and like you see like Chris Bumstead, Google him if you don't know who he is. And then you see like people like fawning over like Thor and Rocky, you go like they don't look
1: like bodybuilders. Compare him to Bumstead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know much about uh bodybuilding and all that, and I know that you do and, and kind of follow that stuff, but like the bodybuilder physique frightens me. <laughs> See, okay. The uh regular, like the you know, like the
0: Mr. Olympia one, but uh bumpstead's classic, and that's like Basically, what, how they they go like more like what Arnold looked like looked like back in the day. So it's like the one that everyone wants to like for most people want to look like, but you know they're on way more PEDs than what you probably should
1: be on. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it almost sounds like you shouldn't do those things. I mean, the way it sounds just
0: from the people that do it, it's like. They probably shouldn't. It sounds like a terrible, terrible idea. Like lots of lots of body dysmorphia and all that fun stuff.
1: <laughs> all right. I'm going to get my sad bit of news out of the way. Uh, Robson Roca passed away this week from complications of coronavirus. Uh, so rest in peace, Robson. I was just telling Casey that I thought he was like easily a top five artist that was working currently uh, i think his most recent work was on aquaman with kelly sudaconic but i followed him on, on instagram and you guys should just go check out his page i mean that guy was truly on another level as far as comic art is concerned so it's a shame
0: yeah no i mean it's one of those things where it's like i always knew the name and but I just couldn't place him off the top of my head because I'm really bad with names, clearly. But as soon as I saw the art, I'm like, "Dang, this guy was really talented." And then like you see the outpouring on Twitter, no one has a bad thing to say about him. So it's just it's a it's a real bummer.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: So this is exciting news, and like I'm actually I kind of pumped, kind of like nervously, I'll say nervously pumped about this. They're going to do a like uh long halloween special they're bringing back tim sale and jeff Loeb. it's gonna be eight bucks but it's gonna be 48 pages and it's on sale october 12th the part that's kind of got got me like on the fence about though is it's going to continue their story it's like how i mean is it going to be like how they did the um like those like extra stories you know that they made that was like in that same kind of like universe where it was like oh these little just one-off stories that they did you could get the collections of it wasn't really connected to the long halloween and dark victory or is this will this be a sequel to dark victory
1: yeah i don't know i didn't know that it was gonna be like a continuation as you said um either way it's gonna look great whether the story's there or not yeah i mean
0: i'll say this like I'm trying to think of like the all every single one of their stories that they've done together. Only two of them were kind of like one was so, so, and only one was bad as far as the story. The only downside is like the one that was bad was the most recent. So it's like maybe Jeff Loeb's lost the it. Captain
1: America one.
0: Yeah. That yeah. one I did not like at all. The Same. art was fantastic, but mm-hmm. the story was just
1: yeah, it, not good. I was talking to, uh, to somebody recently about that uh, at the shop, I don't remember who it was, but it it was it was a pretty uh, across the board like nobody really likes Captain America White. Yeah, <laughs> like I think part of the problem is like that whole
0: series, the whole premise behind it for those for those that don't know, it's like ex superhero and then a color, and it's all about the loves of their life. So it's like Hulk had Betty uh daredevil had um oh, know i blanked on her name out karen and then spider-man had gwen and then they're like and captain america's got bucky <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a little weird and it's like a it's like a father-son thing you know it's just like oh, i don't
1: know about that guys that's funny i'm sure like his own son who tragically passed away probably had a lot to do with that but it's like man you shouldn't have like veered off so far with with the concept
0: and it's like if you wanted to tell this story you could have done it in a different you know thing basically not just the white series
1: type thing yeah but did you so? Did you like Daredevil and Spider Man and and those? Yeah, I I think Daredevil is my
0: favorite, and then it'd be Spider Man, and like Hulk was just kind of so so for me.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right. So, uh, Cliff Chang is going to be doing a Black Label miniseries with Catwoman. It's called Lonely City. And Cliff's gonna write, draw, color, and letter all four issues. Wow, yeah, and I mean, you guys know that's a lot of work. So I'm sure he's probably been working on this for a while. But um, I, I certain, I know Casey does too. We adore Cliff's artwork. Um, hopefully, the writing is there too. But I'll definitely be checking that out. Because here uh, lately, I'm kind of becoming a catwoman fan, thanks to Randy, but I mean, he threw Cliff Chang on there. and you know, why not? It's floor mm-hmm. issues. let's let's see it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, I'll say this about Catwoman. Lover hater. For the most part, she's gonna look cool. Cliff Chang. he's amazing. So it's like this is gonna be a one cool looking book. The story may be terrible, but it's gonna be cool looking. I have a feeling the story won't be
1: terrible. So here's the bits that we know and I'll, I'll just get your reaction or do you know already, or is this, I be don't fresh? know. Okay. This is all
0: going to be fresh, man.
1: The story takes place a decade after Batman, the Joker, Nightwing and Jim Gordon were all killed and Catwoman was sent to prison. The story will, you know, she gets out of prison and Harvey Dent is the mayor And that's where the story picks up. That's that sounds like it could be neat. Mm -hmm.
0: Really, just depends on how all those guys died and stuff too. Well, that's
1: the thing. It's like you know, I'd almost want a mini series on each of those deaths. Yeah, that 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 would be big character moments for each of them. So yeah,
0: unless they're all just like they were all just hanging out and they, you know, got in a car accident together.
1: Yeah. I'd like to think that that wouldn't <laughs> happen, but who knows? <laughs> uh, but anyway, we will look for that uh, in October. So, all right. So uh, I saw
0: this on Twitter: DC's releasing an Aquaman and Green Arrow team up book, which is like we talked about weird, you know, weird groupings. This is a weird grouping. Uh, it's going to be called Deep Target, which is like a bad '90s movies t- and, like name. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're gonna go see deep target tonight. It's gonna be pretty cool. But, um, it's a seven issue mini series written by Brandon Thomas and art is by, uh, Ronan Cliquette and Ulysses Ariola, And it's set to release in October. So I think we're going to be getting a lot of Aquaman in October.
1: Yeah. You know, I, as soon as I heard that, I was like, it's literally like green arrow, green lantern. None mm-hmm. like neither of these books was selling well. They got canceled. Now they're a team up book, and somebody, somebody was like, "This is weird. Like this is gonna bomb." And I was like, "Well, it could bomb, but it could also be the next Green Arrow, Green Lantern. What if it's really good?" And they're like, "The seven issues did well. Now it's gonna be a thing. Could it's happen. just like it's just them teaming up to save the whales." People would read that, though. (laughs) I know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's in character for both of them, so it works. Yeah.
1: All right. Another little bit here. Ahoy Comics um, announced this week that they were going to be going with Lunar for distribution. So that's another company that is away from Diamond. And... You know, I say all the time on here how much I like Lunar, so I hope that it works out for them. Um, I just placed an order for one of their books. Gosh, what was his name? He's like an older comedian. What's he look like? Um, It's Melville Snelson. Oh, I don't know that one. He, uh, he was a 90s stand-up comic he was known for being edgy and now this is like i guess uh like kind of making fun of him for being a has-been sort of thing yeah. so i don't know i mean it could be fun uh, i got a, i got a few for the shelf just to see if anybody was interested but uh but anyway I, I just think it's a good thing anybody that goes with lunar has made a good decision in my opinion yeah for sure man all right so
0: megan the stallion <sighs> um is reportedly going to be in the she hulk show gonna be playing herself so i mean that's probably the best role for her to play <laughs>
1: Boy, my excitement for She Hulk has gone through the roof after that announcement. I bet, man. I know you're a big Megan the Stallion fan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Robert Kirkman has a new comic coming out that will launch in August. It's called Code, but like C period, O period, D period, E -E 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 period. And. That, that series is first going to appear in the Skybound X comic with issue number five. Kirkman will be teaming up with Jason Howard for that. And it'll probably become a TV show. So everybody pre-order Skybound X number five from your local comic shop and sell it in like 10 years for a lot of money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that, that reminds me, I saw a thing on Twitter. I want to get your opinion on as a comic book shop owner. So this person took a picture of a sign that was at a comic book shop and it it said like, we reserve the right to look up the current price of whatever book, like back issue book you're buying because of, uh, you know, what you always talk about, the people that, you know, look up, yeah. They're
1: like, and you know, it's like, I don't think that's that's right. That's, what do you think, man? no that is not right yeah um, I mean I I can't count on both my hands how many times someone has bought something and I'm like well that one got past me here you go 405 you know what I mean yeah. so it sucks but you know <laughs> that's that's part of it right you get if you mm-hmm. want to stay on top of that it's almost like a, its own job and uh, a lot of shops just don't have, the constant personnel to be like, okay, you work the place and tend out all these people and I'm going to look up all of our back issues and see which ones need to be raised in price. <laughs> it's just not realistic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that is a gigantic move to do to people and I've never done it once. Here, here's the biggest one. And I, I've never told this publicly Because it was embarrassing for the longest time But it's, you know, it happens So here we go I sold Hellboy's first appearance For 25 cents mm. That's rough, awesome, uh It was for like a free comic book day event We were setting out boxes of garbage For a quarter apiece Oh, okay And all of John Byrne's Next Men Was in one of that set oh, And, wow. uh that one issue, I think it's like issue thirteen or something. Eleven, it was in there, and uh, a guy bought it. And after he bought it, he was kind of a d- about it. He was like, "Oh, you know what this is?" Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Okay, you make me want to make a sign like that." But yeah, I was just like, "Oh, you got me." And in my head, lots of words that would be bleeped out on this podcast. But yeah, you know, it's whatever. Dude,
0: that's wild. Yeah, I didn't know that at all. I feel kind of betrayed that you didn't tell me
1: sooner. Yeah, well, that's that's how much it <laughs> hurt, dude. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's a $100 book, or at least it was at the time. So it's like, am I mean, I that last, thousands of dollars? No, but... That last movie came out, probably hurt the price. It's probably
0: back down to 25 <laughs> cents anyway. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then someone in the comments also, and I know, I have a feeling, I know your opinion on this, but one guy was like, I'll go to the comic book Shops and I'll just like get a stack of back issues and then like I'll haggle the price. And then people were like, how dare you try to take away from a small business? It's just like, I think that's perfectly fine, don't you?
1: Yeah, and if the shop's not okay with it, they'll just say no. Yeah, (laughs) that's,
0: yeah. So, I mean.
1: I mean, in my shop, dude, I do that all the time. Yeah. Sometimes people don't even ask me. I'll just say, you know, I I appreciate you like buying all these here. So I'm going to cut you a little break on it. And they're like, Oh, thank you. And then they come back. Like, that's how that works. (laughs) It's like,
0: I mean, odds are you're not going to want like, I don't know, 50 issue back issues of the Simpsons. So it's good if you can sell them. If someone wants to, you know, get like a 15% discount, it's not going to kill you. Oh, not at all.
1: It's crazy that people are getting upset over that. Like, you know now the people that try to do it buying four or five single issues that's annoying because it's like yeah. dude come on <laughs> yeah but if, they're, if they're dropping over 100 bucks or whatever then why not
0: yeah exactly that's what i was thinking all right so um we got a trailer for uh, what if and the release date i don't know if that was already out but it's gonna be released august 11th got chadwick boseman's last um you know Black Panther appearance, or not really Black Panther. Now he's uh whatever Starman, uh, Star Lord was. So
1: yeah, whatever Star Lord was. What do you mean?
0: Like you know, in the first movie where Star Lord is hanging out with Yondu and stuff, he's one of those. He take he's Star Lord's place this time. Like a Ravager or whatever. Ravager. Yeah, that's that was the name. Because okay. like, that's that's that what if story, and then like. Like they're really kind of like scraping the barrel though with some of these. Cause then there's another one. It's like, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? So like when the missiles about to blow up for Tony Stark, a hand grabs the missile and throws it in the air and then it's Killmonger. It's like, what? <laughs> I mean, what if, yeah, that's crazy, <laughs> but I'm not a big fan of the artwork in it. It's got the cell shaded stuff that I hate. So
1: it's hard, It would be hard for me to watch it. Did you watch the trailer at all? No, I didn't. Um, I saw like stills from it and GIFs, um, but like the cell shaded stuff doesn't bother me too much because I've watched enough shows with it at this point, but it's it's not my favorite. And I was, for some reason, I thought they were going to go like anime route with that. Wasn't that a thing at one point or am I just right off I have off no idea. Okay. I have no idea, man. Well, either way, I'll still check it out all right so i know we've talked about this on and off several times on this show but i really think we're getting close to a batgirl series because i saw like an online interview maybe it was like bleeding cool or somewhere but they were talking with james tynan and he was going on about how they have something like a new something big planned for barbara gordon and those that are very close to Barbara Gordon in the comics right now. And who is that? That's Stephanie and that's Cassandra. I was gonna say James and Punchline. <laughs> no. So I I just keep thinking, man, we gotta get a Batgirl series yeah. soon. Like by the end of the year, you know.
0: That's just probably in October. Thought. It sounds like everything's coming out in October, so we'll right? come out with that.
1: I really hope so, though, man, because I, I really like any time in uh, it doesn't matter what DC comic, but Barbara's doing her thing as Oracle and she's awesome. And then she's like, hey, Steph, or hey, Cassandra, I need you to go do this. And they go do it well, and it's cool. And the costumes yeah. are cool. Yeah. Like, I want this Batgirls book.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think it'd be pretty sweet. It just really depends on who they put on it like that's you know for me well
1: yeah i mean it sounds like james wants to write it so
0: yeah i could see him like i think he'd be too busy i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna doubt him but he's writing like 50 books right now so i think the 51st book would put him over
1: well like joker's gonna wrap up right so like you you think so well it's set for a limited amount anyway (laughs) so if batgirls is what takes its place and i'm all for it yeah same man
0: Okay. Speaking of books coming out, uh, you know, in the fall, uh, they're making a human target black label book and it's going to be written by our favorite Thomas King and art's going to be by Greg Smallwood. The art looks pretty sweet. The cover uh, looked nice. Greg human target is awesome. Yeah. Human target, not a character I care about at all. Uh, Tom King. Not someone I care about at all. But um, it's going to start the second human target, uh, Christopher Chance. They're saying probably October. And here's the part that Jake's going to love. It's going to have connections to the Justice League International. That's why the cover has that team on there. So you know, they're going to all be depressed and probably
1: die. It's going to be great. <sighs> dude i'm not gonna lie that like makes me angry like actually angry that he would even touch that book he has no business being near that book yeah no i agree man greg smallwood is amazing um and honestly like i saw this in the notes and i was like oh Uh, a new human target from Black Label. I'll check that out. And then I saw Tom King. I was like, okay, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, it's not not something that I'm
0: interested in at all, but what can you do?
1: Be angry about it, which is what I'm going to do.
0: Write in our blogs.
1: (laughs) Gosh, that, that just... That bums me out. Put a damper on my evening. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> it's okay. Um, okay. A couple other new DC books that were announced. Of course, my phone closed out of the list. Here we go. So these are all like working titles, not official yet, but just ones that DC claim will be coming out this year a harley quinn animated series sequel title which could be like a between seasons thing which dc's done in the past so i could see that being a thing um a new book titled World. so i don't know if that's going to be about that new planet that they created at the end of death metal or if it's going to be what I think it should be, which is just a series that's about different Elseworld uh, periods for like story arcs, you know, do a story arc about red yeah. sun and blah, blah, blah. I think that'd be cool. Um, DC vampires, which I'm all about, but the, again, that's just that would, that one was specifically described as a working title. That could be a new eye vampire. Like they did in new 52. It could be, um
0: stuff on the vampire world. That's like my where my brain first went. Remember in like Death Metal, there was that vampire world, the one that Morrison yeah, made. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I'd be okay hundred too. It.
1: I'm like, I don't know. I, I get tired of vampires pretty quick though. Yeah, I don't. I love it. I know. Um I was I was also thinking the gosh what was it called the batman story where he yeah, that was an elseworld title where batman was a vampire and kelly oh, jones what? did the art and it was cool i never read that one um let's see nubia and the amazons that uh, yeah, would have not- to be a miniseries because i just don't see that holding a, an
0: ongoing title I really, I'm like surprised though. Nubia is not like in the back of the Wonder Woman books. Like since they're doing these mini series, you know, not mini series, but these like extra stories in the back of books. It's like they're trying to, like, they're they're wanting to push Nubia to the forefront, and then they're like, "But we're not going to do anything with her now." That's future state. It's like just put her in the back of the books, you know?
1: Right. I mean, she could she could show up in the back. I'm surprised she's not in the back of like. Wonder Girl, since that's the Wonder Woman book that doesn't have a backup title. Yeah, and then lastly, and the one I'm most curious about for obvious reasons, it's titled DC Middle Ages. No idea what that could be. Maybe a Shining Night ongoing. <laughs> I hope it. I hope it's just uh, like
0: all of the characters, but they're just like you know middle aged.
1: And you really like to take things that sound cool to me and ruin it. (laughs) I mean, that sounds cool. Don't you think? (laughs) No, no, I don't. (laughs) Oh, well, sorry. Uh, But we'll see if, if all of those make it or not. Um, I don't know. Some of them sound cool. I think I should, I I can't believe they didn't call me and ask me to write this middle ages book, but yeah, you know, whatever.
0: It's been really funny since it was all working titles. If there is one where it's like, um, girls that have like a bat insignia on them, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I'm here, like, gosh, why won't they just announce a bat yeah. title? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that across the comic yeah. cover <laughs> girls with a bat like, insignia on them <laughs> with a really cool font though. If that were on a t-shirt, I'd wear it. I know I'm getting you for your birthday. Man. <laughs> All right,
0: dude. I, I don't have any more news. You got
1: any more? Yes. All right. My last bit stuff that was announced at WitcherCon on friday and we got some cool announcements so witcher season two will officially be out on december 17th of this year and then the anime film uh called witcher nightmare of the wolf will be out on netflix on august 23rd we got like uh a bit of a teaser look at that and it looks pretty cool I mean, it's mixing like two of my favorite things right there. So that should be neat. And I was correct as far as the gaming stuff goes. For the most part, they said that Witcher 3 will be getting a next-gen update. It's going to be free if you already own the game, which is really cool of them. And they're also adding in new free DLC inspired by the Netflix show and i thought that was pretty awesome because
0: is it just shirtless henry cavill because i think that's what everybody wants
1: (laughs) hey maybe (laughs) i i would be surprised if they don't add in like the netflix style armor or like a shader that makes Geralt look more like henry cavill yeah um and then finally we are getting a new Witcher graphic novel. We have to wait until April of next year, which sucks, but um, it's adapting my favorite uh, short story from the novels. And I think that is very, very exciting. And that story is called Grain of Truth. And then this, it's, the script will be done by, um, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher some names, Jacek Rembus and travis current and i know that travis worked on uh the witcher games and one of the previous uh witcher comic mini series and then the art will be done by jonas sharf who worked on bone parish and war for the planet of the apes and they showed us the cover which is done by kai carpenter it's a really cool cover so while I know the story very well, I'm still going to pick this up because it's going to be cool to see it done in, you know, the comic medium. And, uh, so yeah, that's set to arrive in comic shops on April 27th, 2022. And I highly suggest if anybody's interested in the Witcher at all, um, you know, order that from your comic shop. Cause that's going to be cool.
0: Right on, man. That just sounds like that was like, some of your favorite stuff right there
1: it was i watched the live stream on twitch all day at work i was very excited for it (laughs) and they did a really cool sit down with henry cavill where he talked about just being a nerd for the series which was super fun and i kind of told you about it already but he was talking about how he likes to get on the witcher subreddit and look at different posts and now the entire subreddit is just people like Henry, are you there? Or somebody will say something <laughs> questionable and somebody will comment. Are you Henry Cavill? And it just reminds me of the Spider-Man pointing meme where like yeah. all the Reddit users are like, Henry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty great, man. I, I think it'd be hilarious if it was like, just like, Oh, Henry is like, I don't have time to be on Reddit. So I have someone look at it and send me the funny memes.
1: <laughs> i would love to be that person for him hit oh, me up henry i absolutely. know you're listening
0: yeah i mean just hit me up i i'm not i don't know how to use reddit but i just want to be your friend
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that wraps up the news so uh, yeah we'll take our our ad break and come back and talk comics so we'll be right back welcome back Thank you for listening to the ad, or if you're on YouTube listening to Casey's exclusive story about a gym pervert, go check it out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Casey, which comics did you read this week?
0: So I read The Immortal Hulk, Green Lantern, Crush and Lobo. The trials of Ultraman. I hate the way they do the name. So it's really, sh- I should be saying Ultraman, the trials of Ultraman, because they have like the double Ultramans. Yeah. Uh, Noctara, Runaways, Ginny Zero, Wonder Girl, Batman, and The Good Asian. What
1: about you, bud? I read Bounty Hunters, Hellboy, and the BPRD. Red Sonja, Black, White, and Red, Suicide Squad, Justice League, Infinity, Masters of the Universe, Revelation, Wonder Girl, and Batman. Nice, man. It sounds like you read a lot this week.
0: You were busy. I did read a lot, yeah. There was a lot of cool stuff out. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you like the stuff you read more than I did. I like mine. But um, speaking of not liking stuff the immortal hulk by al ewing <laughs> just get and, it out of the way <laughs> yeah and joe bennett that's how i read them i always read this one first because i'm always going to be disappointed and i mean it wasn't very good the writing just the, the characters just seem off to me and like i do i i hate the way she hulk is anymore like she used to be one of my favorite characters and now they're just like now she's just a dumb hulk but she's not that stupid guys don't worry like don't we're still woke about it? She's still smart, but she's stupid. It's like <laughs> what? But and then like Joe fix it's hooking up with Betty they their like monster forms, and you know he reveals that he left Bruce, to, you know, in hell or below hell, and Betty gets mad, and they have this whole like it's it's like just it just read like a really bad romantic com- like romantic comedy or like a romantic dramedy and wasn't just wasn't good like it's just not just not an enjoyable Doesn't comic sound book good. <laughs> yeah um so yeah i guess it's it's just about what you expect from this book it's just whatever like if you've been liking it so far you're gonna like this one i will say one plus does not end on a cliffhanger so that For was the first surprise. time in the series Uh, maybe not in the series, but first time in a while because it just ends with them going like, "We're gonna save Bruce or something," you know, something stupid like that. It wasn't like, "Oh, Hulk just got his spine ripped out. What's gonna happen?" You know. So, yeah, I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. It's just kind of like it's not good. Maybe you'll like it if you like the rest of this, but I'm hoping there's only gonna be because it's like I'm thinking fifty issues. That's what's got to be right, right it's confirmed to. okay good so i can i can withstand two more issues yeah though i found out like uh gamma Fly, it's i thought it was a one shot and it's not they're doing yeah. another it, Yeah, it's a another mini series yeah it sucks i was hoping just a one shot and be
1: done <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're not gonna pick it up It's got puck in it though. (laughs) Okay, so you are picking it up. You have to probably.
0: Yeah. Like that was very much the uh, Anakin Padme meme. Like you're not picking it up.
1: Right? Right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 14. We're still in the war of the bounty hunters. This was written by Ethan Sachs and art done by Paolo Villanelli. And this one was probably the weakest of all the War of the Bounty Hunter stuff. I don't really care about Valance. He's the guy with like half the cyborg face that's like the main character of the Bounty Hunter series. He's just not as cool as the other Bounty Hunters.
0: Yeah, I remember when that series came out, we were talking about it. And it's like, didn't the first issue have like Bosk and like a bunch of the other like really cool, well-known Bounty Hunters? And then we get this guy
1: yeah exactly and like those guys are in the series like sprinkled in but yeah yeah this one's just about Valens and I think his name's like Dengar which are just like the lamest ones um, but anyway people are after him and Dengar knows this lady who gives him shelter and then an assassin comes and tries to kill Valance. And we find out that the assassin's working for Lady Kira. And I guess that's how it ties in to the War of the Bounty Hunters. I don't know. This one was, like, easily skippable, in my opinion. Where, like, the rest of them, even if it was filler, was like, oh, this was fun. This I just didn't really care about. Yeah. Um, and, like, the art's fine. But it's not like so good that it saved it for me. Um, so I'm gonna give it I'll give it like a four. It just wasn't wasn't feeling it. I gotcha, man.
0: Okay, right, so next for me is gonna be the green lantern. And this is by I get all the names together really quick. If I can find it, it's like, why not just put it on the first page? Why don't I just have it written out beforehand? <laughs> yeah. Because my handwriting it's the comic
1: my, who is wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: I mean, my hand in all fairness, my handwriting's terrible. I would have a lot of trouble with it. But um, it was on the first page. I just missed it. But uh, it's by Jeffrey Thorne with tom rainey and marco santucci on the art and i don't like the art in this i've said that before it just it's like everything i disliked about the sci-fi books and dc comics in like you know the early 2000s not liking this but this issue was better written than the other ones i just it's like john stewart fighting all these slavers and whatnot and he kind of he's kind of figuring out trying to figure out what to do and the other story's got joe in it and joe's such a cool character she was cool in uh far sector and i was like sometimes when there's a character like made specifically by a writer you know a writer or creator and they put them and then they get put by a different writer in another book you're like i don't think this is gonna work it works because this character's cool like she's just a cool character but she's having to deal with teen lantern who is the opposite who is just a terrible character and it's so stupid because they even bring this up they're like my ring should be able to you know anything you're saying in spanish it should be able to translate it can't for some reason
1: and it's still and, doing the super fun mix of the two languages yeah, i'm sure
0: yeah and joe's like i don't get what you're saying and she's like you know saying spanish stuff i don't know spanish to <laughs> to say any of it and so yeah she gets really mad and leaves teen and and so joe's gonna have to go after her. like my main thing about this about this series is it's like no one wants to read a john stewart green lantern book where it's like yeah he's gonna get to kill a guy with a knife and not use a green lantern ring at all it's like no we want him to do cool stuff with the ring that's why you read green lantern but other than that it's actually this was actually a really good issue like i said not the biggest fan of the art but the story itself was really good i'm gonna give it a seven out of ten i actually liked it maybe it was just because i read you know the hulk book before and i just was like man my standards are low right now
1: (laughs) uh dude i want to read it i just i can't do teen lantern past the two issues that i read just couldn't do it
0: yeah no that's that's totally fair And like i said the john stewart stuff is not the best because it's like you're not getting what you want like you do want to have like the the cool green lantern guy like that's and like joe she's cool in it but you know you're just not you're just not getting much out of it that's like green lantern-y
1: yeah Have high hopes for uh, for the next arc. Maybe they'll be done with the Teen Lantern stuff.
0: I mean, I hope they're done with that, and I hope they're done with the whole power battery exploding and taking all their power away.
1: Yeah. All right. Next for me is Hellboy and the BPRD, and it's part one of a two-part mini series called "The Secret of Chessbro House." and this is written by mike mcnola and christopher golden with art by sean mcmanus and i loved seeing sean mcmanus's name on this book because he did the 80s doctor fate series that i'm a huge fan of and it was just kind of nice to see his work again
0: yeah <laughs> uh,
1: but this issue is perfectly fine it was a lot of build-up and like explaining why the house is haunted, which I realize you have to do in a series. But, you know, I enjoyed all of it that I read. It was just kind of like, okay, so all the good stuff's going to happen next issue. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a fine issue. I'll, I'll give it a seven out of 10. There's nothing really to like explain. It, it's just your typical, uh, this dude is going to get this house uh because his dying mother is leaving him to it but he only gets the house if the ghosts are dealt with. I don't know why that is, you know, the stipulation, but it is. So hellboy is called here to deal with it. And I just feel like one of the one of the people that's here, either the son, his fiance or the psychic that's here to like be the median for them all like someone knows something more than than what we're what we get so yeah i'm just kind of curious how it's going to wrap up and i'm sure hellboy will get to punch a ghost in the face or something because that's what he does uh but yeah i like it i'll definitely read the second part but it's just like a solid seven
0: yeah dude you've been getting more and more into hellboy here lately like every time it seems like every time there's a hellboy book you're just like yeah, I'm going to check it out.
1: Well, I didn't, I you know, I didn't really know what Hellboy was about, but I love Monster Hunter type stories, man. Like, it's why yeah. I love The Witcher so much, and like Van Helsing and stuff like that. So uh, he's just a cool demon that does it. <laughs> yeah, and every once in a
0: while he gets to punch Nazis in the face, which those yeah. other two guys don't get to. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So it's did you fun. ever
0: Did you ever see the the flapjack thing or the pancake thing with hellboy i don't know okay so like google it later and but like, the basic gist is it's uh when he's a kid they're like i made you pancakes like, i don't want pancakes and he's like oh just try him you'll like him and he cuts it and tries like mm, i do and then like it goes to hell and all the demons are like oh no he's lost and they're like what they're like he's had pancakes he'll never come back to us and they're like no
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's really funny yeah
0: like like i said look up the look up the actual you know comic when you get the chance because it is it's just like two pages but it's so dang funny all right so next for me it's crush and lobo number two and this is by tamaki with where's the art at we got it up here it's a cup of coffee And it's Amike Nalupan. And then the cover art is Amanda Connor. Cover, fantastic. Just got to give her props for that. And the main art, it's pretty good. It's just not as good. The main problem with this series too, though, that I have, it's like Tamaki's very much trying to write Crush like Deadpool. And I don't know if that's how how Crush was before, but it's like, oh, I'm breaking the fourth wall, talking to you because I know this is a comic book and all that type of stuff. And it's like, you don't have to do that. I don't know. That's just a little boring to me, but uh, it goes through crush, you know, like her old girlfriend, like how they met and stuff. And it's mostly all crush stuff. And at the very end, she gets to finally see Lobo. So like, you know, we're getting a little bit of Lobo at the very end of a book that he's, you know, the title of. So maybe the third issue, he'll be like a main part of it. I hope but it's fine. It's kind of fun, but I don't know. We don't need another Deadpool knockoff personality wise. That's just, you know, no, we were finally
1: getting Harley away from that. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm going to give it a probably a six out of 10. It's like I said, it's a fine book and it is way better, better than Immortal Hulk. When I gave that a five out of 10, it's just kind of like, I'm done grading that book. Cause I did. It's like, it's the same every time I'm not a fan, but with this, this is like it's fine. The art's good, but I don't know the humor and all that type of stuff. And then like it's going like five different ways. They don't quite know what they're doing, it seems. But yeah, it's it's fine.
1: All right. Next, I'll do Red Sonia, Black, White, and Red. I guess Dynamite was like. Well, everyone else is doing it. Why don't we do yeah, it too? Yeah, right. So this has three short stories in it, and those are "The Sorcerer of Shangara" by Mark Russell, Bob Q and Hassan Atmani El How. Sorry, uh, "The Hunted" by Amanda Dibert, Cat Stags and Hassan, and "Seeing Red" by Kurt Busiek, Benjamin Dewey and Simon Boland. Uh, The stories are fun. They're short and sweet. Uh, I mean, Red Sonia is just a sword and sorcery character. It's very much like any Conan book ever, except the two characters are interchangeable. Um, O'Brien? Yes, O'Brien. Okay. Um, But the art's really good in these. um, I really like the everything is black and white except for her hair and blood. (laughs) And I think that that is pretty cool. Um, But some of the art is just like stellar. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, And all of them are fun. There's like a bit of magic or, uh, you know, like haunted amulet or something like that. And she has to, kill a bunch of creatures or you know an evil wizard or something like that and that's just the kind of stuff that i like so um there's nothing really to like write home about i like the final story the most which is always nice when you like the, mm-hmm. the last one the best um yeah this is just like an eight out of ten for me uh, yeah i like it i'll probably pick up the next one now have you read a lot of red sonia no, I haven't read very much at all. The the stuff I've read the most of have been crossovers. Okay. Um, I would like to get, like, a compendium of her Marvel years because I guess that was the most, like, those old Conan books where it's just, like, really good sword and sorcery yeah. stories. And, uh, and I'm sure that she was probably just a ruthless BA mm-hmm. <laughs> lady back then, so
0: now one one question didn't gail write her for a while and didn't like because that was supposed
1: to be a pretty good run right or am i lying i don't know if it's supposed to be good or not i assume it is the thing about red sonja is that she doesn't just get a series she gets like a trillion mini series i gotcha um i think she's up to like her ninth series
0: um if if this was marvel they or no if it was dc they'd combine all those mini
1: series and be like this is her 100th issue or whatever oh i know right i'm surprised (laughs) they haven't yet but uh so yeah it's really hard to like keep track of and i don't think like chronological order matters too much it's just like oh i like this creative team i'm gonna read this series yeah i got you man all
0: right so next next up for me is ultraman the trials of Ultraman, and this is by Kyle Kyle Higgins and Matt Groom with Francisco Mana on the art. This art, I love the art in it. The story itself is kind of still just kind of so-so, but we get some uh, like some jiris at the end. Like that's that's my main problem is like, you're if you're like me, you're buying this to see Ultraman duke it out with monsters. You're not really caring about what you know. Weird stuff this scientist is doing and they're like it seems like Kyle Higgins and Matt Grimm are like no This is why they're here. They don't really care about seeing these the Ultraman fight a monster We'll maybe sprinkle that in every once in a while So it's like that's a little bit of a letdown, but yeah, the next issue we're gonna get Jiris Versus like a robot Jiris versus Ultraman versus another monster and I don't know much about Ultraman monsters but I know Jiris because he is the one that they based. They took Godzilla's old one of the old Godzilla costumes and added like the fin around his head and they, like toss some green paint on him. <laughs> and so yeah, like here I'll show you because it that's just what he looks like now. If they get a good picture, I'll try to. Alright, yeah, you can kind of see it here. There's there's a lot better like of the actual suit itself. Right. But Yeah it's just Godzilla. And so, yeah, that, that's fun. Uh, this series is fun though. It's like, I'm excited for the next one. Cause you're going to get a three, you know, a three-way fight. So I'm going to give this a seven out of 10. Really glad
1: you added fight at the end of that. Yeah,
0: I know. I didn't <laughs> want to leave it at, leave it at three-way.
1: <sighs> All right. <clears throat> Suicide squad. Number five. This is written by Robbie Thompson. And art was done by Dexter Soy, Eduardo Pansica, Julio Ferreira, and Joe Prado. And this whole story was about Bloodsport. So I don't know anything about prior to this. Um, But what I gathered about Bloodsport from this issue is that he is very, very overpowered. And I don't know if they're doing that for the upcoming movie. But, uh, you know, when Bloodsport's little trailer thing came out, everybody made a big deal that he put Superman in the hospital, right, from shooting him. You remember that?
0: Yeah, that was stupid.
1: Yeah. And they kind of, like, did that in this book. So Bloodsport's whole thing is that he's going around the multiverse to different Earths to find new Suicide Squad members for Waller. Which I think is a fine idea, but I'm like, shouldn't they get like a heavy hitter to do that kind of job? Because mm-hmm. apparently, Bloodsport's only power is, is that he can teleport weapons to himself. And Waller just supplies him like an endless supply of guns for him to teleport to himself, which that in itself, I think, is a fine idea. But this guy's going up against like supers from uh, from other dimensions and it's like I just don't feel like he should be going toe to toe with some of these yeah uh, but anyway in this particular issue he winds up on Earth 3 which is where the crime syndicate is and he sees a black siren which is their black canary and Waller wants Bloodsport to bring her in and while he's tracking her down Ultraman finds him He's like, I'm scanning you, and you're not from this universe. So, like, what's your deal? And Bloodsport's like, I'm going to fight this guy. And he's calling in all these guns, and none of them are working. So, he asks Waller for the big gun, and she gives it to him. And uh, it's a gun that shoots kryptonite bullets, and I didn't know this about this Ultraman. man, but kryptonite gives him powers. Doesn't like weaken him. Yeah. So he's just like, Oh no kryptonite. <laughs> and then he like sniffs it all in. And he's like, it actually powers me up, which I thought was kind of funny. Cause he was yeah. being a smart aleck about it, but he picks up blood sport and he actually like uses his heat vision in a different way to like fry the bomb that's in his head which i was like how does that not do more damage to him (laughs) so like
0: i've seen that happen before in the comics it's because it at least with like a regular kryptonians they can you know shrink their heat vision down to like the point where it's just going through their friggin' pores like the science doesn't make any sense but it goes to the pores and then it can you know go do surgical stuff from there type of nonsense
1: i see Well, it doesn't
0: make sense, but that's that's that was what they said whenever Superman did something similar.
1: Okay. well, anyway, that happens. And then um, Ultraman's like he he laser beams the bomb and then headbutts him really hard and shatters his helmet and knocks him out. He's like, when you wake up, you're going to tell me where I can find this Waller friend of yours and how she can get me more of this sweet, sweet kryptonite. And I'm like, this is actually setting up for like a pretty neat story, um, especially if you like Crime Syndicate. It just bugged me like how powerful he was until, you know, he really fought Ultraman because he wasn't ever a threat to Ultraman at all. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, like apart from some obvious goofy stuff, it was pretty neat, and there was some more background stuff with uh with like Peacemaker and blood uh, Bloodsport's origin which is kind of depressing but i guess his brother was like a soldier um for the u.s military and died uh in a war so now whenever Bloodsport goes to these different universes he makes it a point to track down his brother just so he can like see him again and i was like dang yeah. that's like heavy stuff yeah. uh, but it adds to the character which makes it more compelling so uh yeah Overall, I really did like this. I'm gonna give it an eight, despite like it's two and eight because of the goofiness. Otherwise, it would be higher because I thought it was
0: pretty good. Yeah, nice, man. Okay, so
1: Noctara
0: number five. And this one picks up with the last one left off. They're and the you know, they get to where they were wanting to go. Her brother is, you know, full, full crazy mode, been out in the dark too long. But this place has like a natural light so it's kind of crazy that way and her her brother's doing better and all that and yeah they have like they have a little bit of a confrontation about stuff and it was really good it kind of read really quick which is a good and bad thing you know like you want more of it but it's also like this is a normal normal length book it didn't feel like it so i i really did like it and by the way it's by snyder and uh tony daniel tony daniel's art in it every smile was kind of doing the thing where like when his art is clearly rushed it kind of proportions aren't the best but other than that it was really good i'm gonna give this one an eight out of ten
1: right on i'm glad that you're continuing to like that book
0: I'd recommend you check it out when you get if you ever get the chance, which I don't think you ever will. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Maybe
1: in trade. Yeah. All right. Next for me is Justice League Infinity number one. And I just want to point out the awesome cover by Francis Manipole. That is really, really good. But this is essentially a continuation of Justice League Unlimited, which you can tell as soon as you open the book pretty awesome mm-hmm. um so let's see this is let me find the credits maybe i'll find the credits you should write it down why do that when i could just have some awkward silence on an audio show anyway jmd Mateus wrote it um along with <clears throat> somebody whose last name is tucker <laughs> and then somebody with the last name Beavers did the art because I truly cannot find the credits to this thing um, but anyway Barry or not Barry, Wally, the best Flash um, gets called to the Justice League headquarters and which is the Metro Tower and the rest of the league throws a surprise party for him which is a lot of fun to watch. And then a boom tube opens up and granny goodness shows up and they're all fighting. And then another boom tube opens up and Calibac comes through and they're fighting him too. And granny and Calibac start bickering. Cause they're like, since dark side left, like, you know, apocalypse is in total array. But if we can just beat up the justice league everybody will respect us and we can be the leaders, (laughs) but they're not working together. Like they're saying this separately. And, uh, anyway, meanwhile, while all that's happening. Amazo is out in space trying to figure out what his purpose in life is, which I always like that aspect of this character in the show. But while he's out there looking for it, um, we don't know what it is yet, but he like, finds this place and breaks a mirror or some sort of barrier and some like evil multiverse energy comes out of it and turns superman into that evil superman from that one like future episode if you remember that Mm -hmm. and next it says where is superman so I don't know if we're going to get a lot of uh, like heroes being replaced by their evil counterparts or whatever but uh, either way Justice League Unlimited was still is one of my favorite cartoons and it's cool to see it continue in this comic form because it looks just like it did in the show and Casey knows uh, J.M. DeMatteis is one of my favorite writers so I really appreciate the dialogue Um, and his style of writing is perfect for this sort of thing Mm -hmm. Um, so it was good. I will give it a nine out of 10. If you like justice league unlimited, you will love this book.
0: I'm just curious. Cause I saw this and I didn't end up getting it because I was like, I remember when that Batman, the adventure continues comes out or he came out and you and me both were like all about it. And then we just slowly stopped caring. I'm like, I'm a, i am like i am I wonder if that's how this is going to be.
1: I don't know. It might be. I mean, I might stop picking it up, but this first one, at least, was good. (laughs) I gotcha, man.
0: right. so next for me is Runaways, and this is by Rainbow Rowell and Andres And So this is a somewhat silent issue, and I actually really like it when comics do silent issues. The main problem I have with this silent issue, though, is normally when they do it, it's like but like let gi joe did it that's and it was a snake eyes one and snake eyes doesn't talk so it made sense or like deadpool did it one time and he had like i think earwax in his ears so he you know couldn't hear anything and then like one time the young requiem justice one. did it
1: huh the batman and robin when damian died that requiem issue oh yeah and then
0: um and Young Justice Bart was fighting a bunch of mimes if I remember right so like there was no talking because of that and like so there's always a reason basically and this one there isn't and it's like there's times where like they should say something and they don't and so like it's kind of like it's kind of lame that way I wasn't super hot on that which is too bad and then like at the end there's a bunch of talking so it's like why do this you know but so like it was kind of lame that way this book should be better that's another thing too like i hold this in like a higher regard as a book and it just didn't live up to that for me so for that i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a three out of ten wow
1: that is unfortunate okay masters of the universe revelation number one the story is by kevin smith and rob david the script is done by tim sheridan and art is done by mindy lee so this is a prequel comic to kevin smith's new masters of the universe anime that's coming out on netflix and i like he-man so i picked it up and also stefan cedric did the cover and would you would you just look at it i mean it's ridiculous That is fantastic So, uh, yeah, it was pretty neat. Basically some creature comes in and attacks King Randor and the sorceress sends He-Man through this like interdimensional door, uh, to find out about its origin because she keeps saying that He-Man's sword has attacked this creature once before because he was not the first he-man and so it's like some time travel stuff we see what happened in the past and how the how he-man came to be and he-man's sword came to be which is pretty cool and uh king greyskull had to like make this shady deal with Skeletor to get some, like, evil ore <laughs> so that uh, another sword could be made and then fused together to form the He-Man sword. So that whole thing was pretty neat because Skeletor looks awesome. Uh, but yeah, once that sword is made from both the good and bad ores, it can then cut this creature that attacked King Randor Uh on both planes of existence because that's how the creature can travel like back and forth between planes and it's very hard to kill Uh, but anyway we find out all that background info He-Man comes back and he's like this creature didn't poison King Randor he's got a psychic hold on it so they get one of the tentacles from this creature and the sorceress puts it in a cage and uh, confines it with her magic and it regenerates from the tentacle to its full self again and the sorceress is going to study it to find out how they can help king randor they find out it's being controlled by someone and who's controlling it casey skeletor yes skeletor we find that out on the last page and he's like get it <laughs> i'm trying to picture like the skeleton voice it's like get it back <laughs> <laughs> and his sorceress is like i can't because their sorceress magic is clouding the creature's mind and he's like he-man can wait now get it back <laughs> and uh that's that's my best skeletor i'm sorry no dude me. i like it <laughs> anyway uh So, yeah, we'll see Skeletor is mind controlling this creature that can travel between two planes of existence to kill He-Man and King Randor. Uh, That's the short of it. And I'm kind of here for it. It's cool. It was cool to see King Skull and previous He-Mans and the art is pretty awesome. Like, here's the interior. Nice, dude. Yeah. Like... It was pretty cool. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm loving it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So does this have you like extra hyped for the Kevin Smith show now?
1: It does. I was going to watch it anyway because I like He-Man, but this comic is like, okay, now I'm going to know what's going on. Yeah. It's going to be even better.
0: (laughs) Nice, dude. Okay, so next for me is Ginny Zero number three, and this is by dave dwonk and brockton mckinney and magnetic king did the art and so you have uh jenny trying to basically like she remembered back to this one time when she was like mad about her dad and she was at his grave and was yelling and stuff and then this person basically you know gave her a card and was like come see me when you're ready and so then that's where jenny's at this time she's looking while the the You know her bosses are basically like hunting her down now trying to find out where she's at and it's really good like it had parts in it that actually made me laugh out loud it was pretty like some of the fight scenes and some of the art stuff was really cool this person that's training her is really funny and pretty neat only downside like we didn't get enough of the training but i still really liked it this is probably the best issue of this series so far and so I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. It's still like, not quite perfect, but it's really awesome.
1: I'm glad you're enjoying this like weird little, you know, yeah. small press mini series that you checked out on a whim. <laughs> like, I mean,
0: a hundred percent. It's just like they're like, oh, it's kaiju related. I'm like, I'll read it. Why not?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty easy when it comes to that. <laughs>
1: We all have our vices, man.
0: I know, man. It's like if you get a kaiju with Puck in it, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. I just have Wonder Girl and Batman, so...
0: Oh, okay. So I got Good Asian now, and this is issue three, and it's by... Um, get the full names if I can. Maybe if I can, but... Come on. All right. I'm having trouble finding the full names. I'll say the... uh, Oh, I can't even pronounce their first name. So... Hold on. I apologize, people. Jake, what's your favorite color while I look for this?
1: My favorite color is purple.
0: Oh, yeah? How come? Because of the
1: Rams? No. I just like a deep royal purple. There's just something about it. (laughs) what about you i got you man i
0: mean i don't know it changes all the time for me maybe because i just i'm not the best at seeing some of the colors but i it's like blue or red or green
1: fantastic
0: yeah i'm just gonna pull it up so i get their full names on my phone so i can mess up the whole name you know my goodness what what is the issue good asian number three I'm pulling it up. I got it. Uh, maybe. There it is. And it's gonna be like two hours of me just looking for it. I swear my goodness, the writer is points. <laughs> Pornsack. <laughs> Grow up, Jake.
1: You were laughing too. <laughs>
0: I'm laughing at you. It's a uh, Pornsack pitch at with art by Alexandria Teffinke and Lee Luffridge it's really good like this Perfect. series is a really good series this is the weakest issue though so far like i had been i think the other two were both tens this one it's the the character that we follow like it's still the main same main guy but we're kind of going through a different person's perspective and she kind of sees how he acts and she likes him at first and kind of towards the end doesn't It's a really good issue though. Really interesting. Like if you're not reading this book, you really should. It's really, really, really good. Like I said, this is probably the weakest issue and it's still gonna be a nine out of 10. It's such a good series. If you like detective stuff, if you're like, I I hate detectives, this is a terrible recommendation from Casey. You're not going to like it. But if you like detective stories, read this. All right.
1: How do you want to do the last two?
0: Um, you just want to do Wonder Girl and then end with Batman?
1: Sure, that sounds good to me.
0: All right, man. So we got Wonder Wonder Girl
1: first,
0: and it's by Joelle Jones, and then uh, Andrea Mello helped her on the art, and Jordy Belair was on colors. What did you think,
1: dude? I'm loving this book for real.
0: Yep. The art is insane. The story mm-hmm. is pretty dang cool, but it's like, even the parts of the story that I'm kind of like, eh, the art just makes it look great. So it doesn't really
1: matter that much. Yeah, I agree. Like the, the whole first part of the book is like a really cool mythology story. Right. And it shows how she gets the little weapon rope thing that she uses. Um, yeah. Yeah. But no, this is, this is fantastic. Like I was talking to a couple customers this week and I was like, "Man, it's felt like more than a month since we got the first issue. Like it's felt like a long time, but it's like, well, probably because Joel Jones is making this masterpiece and it takes a yeah. Little longer.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And my one worry, and you can say Casey, you're crazy to worry about this, but I have a feeling they're going to kill wonder girl, current wonder girl off, you know, a blonde wonder girl.
1: Cassie. They yeah. certainly could. That would be a shame because I'm just like, let them just just have... We have like 8,000 Green Lanterns. We can have two Wonder Girls. <laughs> or, or you could just be, be like, oh,
0: she's not going to be called Wonder Girl anymore. She'll be, you know, just like how Don Troy's Troya. It'll be like Sandy because her last name is Sandsmark. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, gosh. But yeah, uh, I think this is cool. I don't really care too much about Artemis and Cassie, like trying to find her. It's like, I'm sure that that's going to be important later. But right now I'm just liking uh, Yara on her little mythology eat, pray, love in South America. <laughs> now I feel like I, I really do like that though. Cause like in
0: that first issue where they're talking like all the gods and everyone's like worried about this girl. And so it's like, yeah, it makes sense that they're sending like, you know, like some of their top tier people to go after. So like, I think that's actually pretty dang cool. And it's also kind of neat, like the different, you know, ways that they're going about it. Like there's the ones that are like, now we're going to kill her. And then like Cassie's like, maybe we, we just talk to her, you know, and it's like, that's, I think that's a really cool way of doing it. It's not just like, cause normally in comics, it would just be, no, let's all of us fight her. And then we become friends. Like at least Cass yeah. is like, think has the forethought to be like, no, we could be, we could just explain what's going on to her.
1: And I'm sure that that's what will happen when we get to that point. Cause we know Artemis yeah. is going to punch first, ask questions later. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, then uh, you know, then we got the end there with uh, was it Eros or is it the other one? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean. yeah, Eros, and his little cupid arrow uh, pricks himself, and it looks like he's gonna have a thing for Yara. Which, let's be honest, who wouldn't have a thing for Yara? <laughs> right? She is, she is so gorgeously drawn. I love it. But, uh, but man, I, I absolutely love this. There, there really wasn't anything that I was like, oh, this really kind of like takes me out of it. This is a 10 out of 10 yeah. for me.
0: Yes. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for me too. And one thing we forgot to say was the part when those Amazons try to attack her on the plane and she like one shots, one of them, and then just like accidentally t- like destroys the plane with the other. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, that right? was, that
1: was pretty fun. It was fun. And she's like, you know, hunky Brazilian guy. Like, I'm normally not this crazy. And he's like, yeah, yeah okay, can we just not die? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really cool. I like that that it, it ties into the future state stuff, but, like, it makes sense, whereas in mm-hmm. some of these other books, it's like, why'd you do it like that? Like, here, we got little bits and pieces, but it's all coming together nicely. Yeah. So, yeah, loving this book. Same. All right. And finally, Batman number 110. And this is written by James Tyne in the fourth and art by Jorge Jimenez. Casey, I will now ask you your thoughts on this.
0: I wasn't hot on this issue. I really didn't like it too much. What about you, man? Yeah, I I felt like filler yeah That's a lot of filler and it's just so stupid to me okay so in batman and robin the movie there is a part when um poison ivy is i think she's like she says something along the lines of like i must say the same thing to you that i said to mrs freeze when i pulled the plug or something like that you know so she and so batman records that spoiler alert and shows mr freeze and then in this the bad guy tells batman yeah we did it we killed everybody you know we blew everything up and blah 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 and then it's like batman doesn't have a tape recorder on him right now why couldn't he normally or you know they're watching everything he does like he could record that
1: here's my and i i hate to defend this because i also think that's lame but barbara could not talk to him while he was in this building because of some sort of like jam or blackout maybe it was just throwing off everything in his suit i don't know i i guess it's just i don't know it just seems like a really lame cop
0: out and then like It's I don't know I think I think this character is really lame and then when that issue when everyone died like in I think it was the Infinite Frontier Zero when everyone died in Arkham this was the good like he was the good cop like he you know he got injured saving people he was actually being awesome and then now they're like no he's terrible this whole time you thought that this guy was gonna be
1: pretty
0: cool no no he was the worst of all of them. And it's like that's some stupid retconning that at least show that like have him like be running away from the explosions and not trying to save people don't try to make him like a cool character like a good person and then just like no no he's bad
1: yeah it was way more compelling when he was a good guy working for these bad people and there could have been some internal conflict and now there's no chance for that yeah and also why is batman having such a hard time fighting him like he's fought like okay cybernetic implants so what <laughs> yeah it's like cybernetic implants and then it's also like they
0: even say like oh I'm surprised that he's gonna even last against Batman He he's kicking Batman's butt mm. too and it's like oh he can predict his movements like it was like that whole Iron Man type thing where it's like oh he's seen his move so he can predict him next but still like Batman's beat better before you know so like It was just pretty lame to me. And then we have more of those one people uh, Molly and all of her friends. Yeah, Yeah, and I I can't be bothered to care about them. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I wasn't hot on it.
1: Visually, as always, it is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. I like like I, it was so, so stupid. But when, when Ghostmakers like Wait a second, those explosions Are in Morse code yeah, this, is that this is something Batman so And I learned from our master I was like, okay But then like It's some of the visually like the best Stuff in the book, it's like, man Yeah <laughs> This looks like so cool, thing- but that is so stupid
0: it, We learned from Samuel Morris's uh, Cousin, he
1: liked explosions Like what? <laughs> <laughs> so see guys as much as casey and i love this book we can still tell you when it's dumb (laughs) we're not always like oh batman's always amazing because that's not always the case um but yeah i love the art um i'm kind of just ready for the the simon saint stuff to be over i'm way more interested in the scarecrow stuff that he hasn't really got to touch on yet
0: yeah i have a feeling we're going to be getting more and more of the simon saint stuff and i hate that
1: yeah we'll see uh but yeah then the the backup story about Ghostmaker that was written by tynan and art was done by ricardo lopez ortiz And I thought that was really awesome. I really like these Ghostmaker backups and I didn't think I would. Uh, What did you think of it? Again, this one just fell flat
0: for me. Like my favorite part is the bad guy's name. And that's, that's about, you know, that's about it. Yeah. But you know, whatever.
1: What'd you like about it, man? Well, first of all, the art, huge fan of the art, even though, I always compare it to Riley Rossmo, but there's just something about it that I really like. Um, but Instigator's neat. And while I think it's kind of cliche how Instigator got his attention, I do think it's cool that Ghostmaker shows up for the right reason. And then he's like, you know, you killed all those innocent people to get my attention. And you're really, I'm going to make you wish you hadn't have done that. And then he takes off all the armor like Instigator wants and just beats the hell out of him. And I don't know. It was just something about the justice that was served that yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm rooting for him <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, overall, I will give this issue with the Ghostmaker stuff included, I'll say seven. So yeah, that's where I'm at with it. You're a lot nicer than me. I'm giving it a four out of ten.
0: I wasn't like I said, wasn't hot on it at all. Okay. And what are you excited for for next week? So what I am excited for is going to be just like last ride. That's been great so far. So that should be more greatness in Thor because we had talked about this off air. I'm like, when is the next issue? It feels like that came out months, like months and months ago. So it's neat that we're finally getting more of that. And then i'll say uh detective comics
1: what about you man um probably joker wonder woman and helm gray castle those are probably it for me
0: nice dude so now it's time for a fantastic four and and with you know more long halloween coming out and it may being a sequel i was just thinking give me like four other comics that you want to see a sequel to have to be old so i mean can't just be like yeah i
1: want another issue of thor <laughs> okay since we were talking about it a little bit ago i'm going to say that late 80s early 90s dr fate series because i like that it was unique and I want more. Also, I'm going to say Thor. But I'm going to say Walt Simonson's run. Nice. I figured you would. Yeah. That is the absolute definitive Thor. And like anything that's brought up now in Thor comics or movies, chances are Walt did it and he did it way better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Justice League International. I don't want it done by Tom King. That's for darn sure. But, uh, Keith Giffen and, uh, J.M. Demetrius that book. It's so funny cause it was at a time where I was still like exploring what I like was going to get into as far as comics were. And I was telling Casey, some of the characters that I liked and that were my favorite. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, Martian Manhunter and Dr. Fate, Mr. Miracle and Big Barda, Booster and Beetle. And Casey's like, you know, all those people are in the same team book, right? <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> uh, so anyway, definitely more of that. And then uh, Northlanders, which was a Vertigo, I guess, just DC title as you would call it now. Um I know Brian Wood is a scumbag person, but that guy knows how to write Viking comics, and Northlanders is the best one by far. I just absolutely demolished those four like omnibuses that he did. And man, I would just love to have some more of that. Right on, man. Your turn.
0: So for me, I'd say more Thunderstrike because Thunderstrike's awesome. And then. Uh, I'd say um, like Incredible Hercules with Pac and and Van Lint doing that again. No one else except for them and Bob Layton can really write Hercules correctly in my opinion. At least that's how it's being shown. Um, And then Doctor Strange The Oath, like another one of those by Brian K. Vaughan because that's an insanely good book. You should read it. And lastly, some more James Robinson star, man, have him just write another one with what the characters. I'm not going to say anything specific because I don't think Jake's finished it yet, but just anything that those characters could be doing right now that are still alive.
1: Right on. I like all your answers.
0: <laughs> Thanks, man. Now, how far are, not to put you on the spot, but how far are you to, like how close are you to finish? it because when it's finally over i am gonna have to talk to you about
1: it oh that's fine i am ready to begin the final book nice dude you liking it still no yeah it's good like good it's one of those things where like you read three volumes at once and everything kind of blends together and we had already talked about it like i wasn't I didn't love all the space stuff as much as you did or as much as the stuff that came before it, but, um, I'm looking forward to how it wraps up. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's the end of the episode, right?
0: I think so, man.
1: All right. Time for closing plugs. If you would, please go to facebook.com slash worlds podcast and give our page a like You can also find us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and on Instagram at two worlds pod. You can email us at two worlds podcast, gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube. If you would please subscribe to us there turn on notifications. And And with uh, the
0: way Jake laughed at the good Asian writer's name, comment Jake is a child in the comments.
1: (laughs) And please review us five stars for you listening to this. If you haven't already, we would appreciate it.
0: And we would love to say in chat, but we got to work on our Hadoukens and our you know, uppercuts. Bye, guys.
1: Bye.